Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Just like the actual radio show, it is not DA here. On the PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show... With D.A. pretending to be Jim Rome this week, I'm pretending to be D.A. this week on the radio, on the podcast. It's bogish. It's side A. I assume you have found us easily and safely in all the usual places that this podcast lives, although recent memory will tell you it has been a struggle at times to find a few things uh, as we work out some kinks over the last couple of weeks, and we spend this week without our fearless leader. So without him... It's me in the big chair, and in the slightly smaller chair to my right is the one and only Peter the Body Bellotti Jr. I'm sorry. sorry for, <laughs> I'm sorry to everybody that has to listen to me on side A. I know you, your standards are very high. But I apologize. But I'll try to live up, live up to those standards. Well, you're being humble. I think you're deflecting. I think you know well that uh, people want to hear more from you. The only people that have ever said no more, Pete, give me less, Pete, that's too much, Pete, have been the bosses here. <laughs> Going back to the very beginning of this network, when you and I worked with um, the always chipper, excited, happy-go-lucky, carefree John Feinstein... <laughs> He had you read a Pete fact of the day, and between what you picked as the fact of the day and your delivery of said fact, everybody loved it. Except the bosses. Except Mark Chernoff. Eh. Well. Less Pete, (laughs) if you don't mind. Right, right. That's always been the case. Less me. But you know what? I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still here, and I'm better than ever. Exactly. And we're glad that you are specifically here today. I will eventually begin to pry out interview process <laughs> nuggets from Try. you shortly. Uh, but let's begin with this week. I said this the last time DA was out for a five-day stretch. It's tiring being DA. I don't know. Like, on one hand, I'm not doing that much more work to host the show than I would do to do updates because it's a lot of the same stories, mm-hmm. the same kind of note-taking. But throwing on a clever... City name or two at the top, running down the topics, thinking of a champ or a chump or whatever. I don't know, man. I'm exhausted. Like I said this on the air Wednesday. I thought it was Thursday because it felt like we've done <laughs> three days of work, but I'd only done two this week. It's a, a, our show is filled with a lot of gadgets. Yeah, in any role. 
So if you are if you're doing another role, like I'm sure Pat Boyle uh, felt that way, uh, moving from the from a producer chair or a board op chair over to the anchor chair, there's a whole lot of other things that go with each job. So for your sake, it's it's the hosting gig, and yeah, there's a whole lot of uh, other other plays that you have to run. Yeah, and you know I think. Part of it is just, um, it's not like pressure, but the the responsibility of picking what we're going to talk about, in what order we're going to talk about it. Then it's got to get a clever headline for for Kaplan's purposes on Watch DA or whatever. That's where I think the extra work really kind of weighs on me. Like I'm, I like hosting. I like having the chance to talk longer in general about things. I like to have a, you know, I think. Oftentimes I have a different opinion than DA and Sean did. So I, you know, I like kind of being the other voice in the conversation, but I, I'm very excited for Thursday night to send the last show rundown email this week with topics and headlines. It's a lot of work and and, and it's a system. So I, so it's DA system. He developed it. So it's like, if you went and you were constantly running the West coast offense and you uh, went to the, um, the wildcat or, or version of the wildcat in terms of the playbook. So it's a little bit different for you. And I think you and I are coming at this the same way. Um, there are people that I've come across in the business before, less so here, but back at Sirius, um, when there was like a bullpen of us who were fill-ins for the regular hosts, there were guys who would just do their show in the time slot that they were filling in for. Mm-hmm. And I that's not the way I go about it. Not that any that I have drastically different ideas about how to do a show. But when I'm filling in for DA, I do DA's show with my own thoughts and whatever. That's how I respect. Or if I'm filling in for Bill Ryder, I do Bill's show with my little personality, whatever mixed in. So like, that's like, so that's why I think part of it too is doing it the way DA does it, the way he wants to be, it to be done and the way it should be done, frankly. Well, and there's always, uh, as you said, there's always a bit of creative license whenever you're filling in or, or doing any show on on the station, uh, or any station. So it's it's taking the the shell of the show, right, which is what the A is built, and and making it your own. And I think you've made it your own. Uh, you've done a very good job at that. And, and but it's you know it takes a it takes a while, and then you then you realize it's 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 a routine that you really need to. It's like waking up in the morning to just come into work. It's coming on our, on our hours, I'll say. It's unconventional, but once you get in a routine, you get the hang of it. And by Friday, on Friday, you'll be like, all right, I could do this more, and then it'll be over. Yeah, <laughs> and, then my, and then my brain deficiencies kick in, and as, we've, as you guys know more than the listeners do, I apparently don't pay enough attention along the way through however many years I've been working with DA because I still don't know how a lot of the predetermined segments work and where I should say things or not talk or how to do this, throw to that. So I'm constantly asking you guys to walk <laughs> me through these things. And Friday will get here, and Friday I probably won't ask you how to do everything because I'll remember. But then next week when I don't do it, I will forget. Right. So when we come back on Monday the 21st and DA's out again, I'll be back to square one on what do you mean by champ and chump? Give me a cue. Yeah. Just point. I'm like, I'm just, I'm a robot. Point to me. I'll talk when you point. Uh-huh. And that's it. That's it. Now, exactly. how more, forget about me for a second. How are you doing? Because you've had different people sitting to your right. Uh-huh. You've had the interviews going on as well. If, or it feels like this week less so than previous weeks. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's different things for you to do since you're the holdover guy in the studio. How are you handling this you know, oh, multiple-week run of all different people hanging out with it's, us? It's fine. Uh, I, uh, you get into a point where you would prefer to have one person sitting there. Uh, a, a consistent person sitting there, right? Instead of a constant rotation, but it's it's the summer, so I'm used to a different person because when uh, Sean was here, who uh, the previous producer? Oh, Sean Morash. Yeah, when he was here, we would have our vacations, and we would usually take them over the summer. So I um I got very um uh, when I was putting together the schedule, I wanted to rotate people that we've had a part of the show. In with us, and and Brian Botcher's getting his first crack this week, and mm-hmm. you'll, and you'll hear from him inside B. Um, but it, it, I'm trying to integrate uh, different people each week. So next week you get a Carlos Ortiz. Okay. So it, it's a little bit. Uh, it, it's the way I wanted it to handle it uh, until we found the producer. But by the end of the month, we'll have a producer. We should have a producer in place. And I think I would say we're at second base, uh, heading toward third okay. on the process. All right, we'll get back to that in a second. But more on on the current situation this week, because you were very, uh, I wouldn't say proud, but you made a point to say to me at the end of last week that you were bestowing upon Ryan the opportunity mm-hmm. to run the show as the producer for this week. And Ryan is, yeah, he's the newest kind of character on the show. Everybody knows Carlos with a K. We obviously know Boyle. We know Billy Jacques alone, but Ryan is still basically brand new, and he very quickly showed that he could handle the board for the most part, and then very quickly after that, he's now producing, so tell me why sweet, young, well-dressed Ryan seems to be your new kind of uh, pet project. Well, we need, to, we need to get new people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, because the old people stink? Is that no, what you're saying, Carlos? No, because it's good to have a depth. Oh, okay. Because it has some depth. Okay. Especially because I am going to be going on some paternity leave coming up soon. Uh, it's good to have some people that know How the show. How many kids did you guys have? Man? <laughs> it's good to know the people that know the show. <laughs> uh, so Ryan has done something that I've never really seen from anybody I've trained is that take he takes one day of training and can do the show uh, after right after that. Usually, right. usually it's like a three-day training process I put someone through uh, just to, you know, get rep, reps and just to see that they're doing it right. And he came in uh, the first day we trained, and then the second day I got sick, and he told Pat Boyle, I want to, I want to take it. I got it. And did the whole show without a without a problem, which is uh, it's done. And he did the same thing with Amy Lawrence. He, he one day of training, and right in the next day, he um, he's very sharp, very quiet, uh, but his personality has come out a little more. And I, I I think he's just a good guy. He just wants to come and work, and uh, nothing bothers him. He's definitely impressive. There's no two ways about that. But we did wonder. Mm-hmm. If you were going to hold it against him, that he kind of disproved your training methodology no. because, as you mentioned, it's usually a multiple-day thing. We're just burning money, having guys sit next burning to you. <laughs> you watch for one day. The next day you run a segment. The third day you run an hour. I give you my notes, and then away you go. As you said, he came in one day. Next day, was that your eye? Issue, yeah, uh, my eye and no voice, I right? No voice. So, oh, that was the day you you start. You drove. I drove in, and then you turned around. And I turned around because I right. couldn't speak. Okay, 
Yes. And he was going to train, so he was here. We said, I got it, and he crushed it, and we were all dumbfounded. And it seemed to cut at the significance of the job that you like to present. So that's you know, <laughs> It's hard to learn. It takes some time. And it took him four hours to do what it, what it well, takes you to do daily. If it does, so be it. I'm glad. I'm happy. We adjusted. Okay. But, but I think Ryan is a special case. I think he just is a guy that is very good with the technology and very good in that regard. Um, I'm still going to do three days of training with anybody that we bring in. I think it's very important. Some people will take on to it faster than others. Right. And and it used to be, look, I trained, and I think I trained for more than three days to learn the board. It was like five days when I, when I was uh, early on at WFAN in New York. Um, so I think it's better to err on the side of caution than to rush so I do three days of training. I think three days is a very fair way to do it. In my in my process, it's watch the show the first day, do a little bit the second day, run the whole thing the third day. I think it's a, a fair way to do it. Now that I think of it, um, I haven't trained in Update Anchor in a long time. Mm-hmm. And we've had a couple of new ones. Right. Not necessarily on our show, but on the network Dexter and locally Henry. here. Dexter Henry's new-ish. Right. But, you know, Jack is on the newer end of doing updates. Right. I think um, Manny Rodriguez has done has been on the air, right, already? Right, Manuel Bavari. Right. So now, Emmanuel, like, I've helped because I know him before here and whatnot, but there was a time where, like, someone would sit next to you. Oh, yeah. And watch you do the shift. And at some point, after, like, 15 minutes, you're like, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> so you don't have to sit in my lap anymore. But I have that hasn't happened in a while, um, and I don't I don't miss it because it's an, it's an awkward thing. It's like because I I want to do my stuff. At some point, I run out of things to tell you, and then I feel like I'm babysitting you or bothering you or keeping right. you for too long. Well, when you run out of things to tell somebody, from in my in my mindset, it's all right. I've run out of stuff to tell you, so let's just I want you to get reps in. Well, and you don't know what's going to come either. Right. Like, I like you know, to, for updates. There's only so many things that happen during your shift. Mm-hmm. And, but for you, like any, you know, the computer could crash. Maybe I can't go to break. A microphone dies. Like there's a reason to sit there for a little while and just wait for something that could be a teaching moment to pop up. Right. It's, for me, it's a lot of of the person getting familiar with the surroundings, getting familiar with the settings and just getting familiar with themselves on the show. Uh, That's how I view training. And I think, I think it's very important to, to over, not over, just, Tell them as much as I can, mm-hmm. uh, and and be err uh, on the safe side in terms of the days. So the bottom line is Ryan Botcher is a phenom, a wonderkin. <laughs> that he is the Ellie De La Cruz of board ops and producers here. He's ha- he has a, uh, a bright future. Okay, um, which probably means he's not going to be here for long. <laughs> so, He'll get a TV job, which is too. true. Yeah, yeah. But he'll be our <laughs> boss somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, he has a bright future. And we have a bunch of people in the pipeline that that are very talented, and uh, you'll probably be hearing and seeing more of them as we go along, especially into the fall uh, in terms of training. But uh, but yeah, it, it's I, I think we have a, a, a bright newsroom of uh, some new people that are coming through, and we'll be uh, I think we're in good shape. And remember, the good ones are the ones Pete hired. The bad ones, he had nothing to do exactly. with. Exactly, exactly. Nothing exactly to do with those those losers. <laughs> Never forget that. Uh, clearly, Pete has relaxed here. He's loosened up a little bit. So I think this is the time to shift gears 
and talk about the never-ending search for the new Sean Morash. Uh, you've already said that we've rounded second, heading towards third. The third base coach is gently waving everybody home. We can see the finish line. Uh, I've joked that next Labor Day, Labor Day of 2024, was the target end date. But it seems like, probably despite DA's wishes, we're going to get this settled in a timely fashion. So you yes. still think sometime early September, maybe as soon as right after Labor Day, well, yes, we're going to have somebody in place-ish? Yeah, ideally, ideally, we'd like to have the per. I, I think the person ideally would like to be in place before that. Uh, just so, because I'm going to be gone that right. week, um, just so we can work, uh, get a, you know, a little bit of a chemistry before I go away for three, <laughs> three yeah, weeks. There's also uh, that. Uh, but, but yeah, that, um, end of August, early September, we should have a new producer for the DA show. Very impressive candidates, very impressive resumes. Um, nobody went in there. Uh, the one thing I can say about the whole thing, everybody brought a different skill set to the table. Uh, we had, all the candidates were great, and I'm not trying to say the blokes smoke out, but all the candidates were great. We were really impressed with everybody, and um, and I think I think whatever the finalists are and whoever gets this job will be somebody that really um, we worked hard to pick and has worked hard for the the shot. I don't want to give away specifics that either you've told me accidentally or I've heard through the grapevine, but I, but I will say this, and correct me if I'm wrong, add on to whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I, I think you had like north of 70 applicants, and there were men, women, people looking for their first job, yeah. people looking for their last job, people mm-hmm. looking for a promotion, people who had worked um, in great, had great TV jobs before yep. here. People who didn't know what radio was or who Sean was, like you had the whole gamut a whole, represented. A whole, a whole uh, it was very the, the the net was wide. Um, I think in the end, uh, it'll be about 120 that applied. Wow, I think that changes. That's just a rough estimate on my my part. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've talked to about half of them. Okay. Uh, or close to half of them. Um, it's just rough, not rough numbers off the top of my head. But we we had a lot of interest from outside and, and a lot of interest inside, and uh, and I, I really am happy with with who could potentially be stepping up in the next phase and 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 the possibilities that we have. Would you go as far as taking a guess? Whether an insider or an outsider would get the job, I think that's I. I can't really do that. Okay, I would say that. Dang it! The, there's there's equal chance for for either. Okay, let me and try. There's no there's no at this point we're it's still very um, it could go either way. Let me ask you a different question. I think this one's easier to answer. Who embarrassed themselves the most in the interview? <laughs> me. <laughs> okay. Very diplomatic no, 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 answer. No one did. I, I, I can't. There's nobody that. No, there's nothing that sticks out that I was. Um, we we talked about a candidate wearing a tuxedo. Right. So I am I'm at liberty to talk about that. I, yeah, I mean, you that, can name him. He's on the show well, discussing yeah. it. Ryan Hickey did that. But he had a good logic to wearing the tuxedo. And it looked good on him. Yeah, the good logic was Jerk, that he so bought handsome. it. He bought it. Yeah, and, and that goes to the saying: Don't buy a tuxedo, folks. I don't care if you if you're planning on using it two or three times. Do people still say waste that? Money. Yes. Oh, because I bought one. 
Yeah. <laughs> See? Should have told me that years ago, well, Pete. Well, that's the thing. Uh, he bought a tuxedo, and he only used it once. I've only used mine once. So he got he got his money's, <laughs> money's worth out of it. Yeah, no one uses their tuxedo more than once. Yeah, I know. I had high hopes of being at award shows and weddings, and <laughs> nope. Nope, only wore it once. Um, I, I do want to say something that, that's, um, and maybe you've come across this too. It's both flattering and it surprised me the number of people who have said that, like to me, like you should have Sean's job, go get Sean's job, screw that person, that job should be yours. And I, I, I appreciate the compliment. But I also want to point out, like, that's, I've never, I, I don't want Sean, I don't want Sean's job. for you? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting. And, like, so, I did want. It's a want, very different, very different. Right, it's not a job, like, yeah. now, I would have, I would sign up for sure to only work on this show. Yeah. In terms of our commitment. Oh, I, I'd I, love to be out of here by 10, 30, 11 o'clock every day. Look, look I, not going to lie, for years, I did two shows on this network. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. And not, look, we're not, we're not. Nine, we're not nine to five guys. We're not digging ditches. We're not uh, in hospitals. We're not doing anything that, that we're, we're not. We're not working. Yeah. But for our business, it's it. In terms of creative, it can get a little tiring. Yeah. Um, the two shows. So I know what you're saying in terms of of going to the one show. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I I'm with you. I'm with you on that in terms of that. It'd be nice to be have you on one show. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like, and it's nothing to do with Bill Ryder or no. Jim Rome or WFAN. I'm lazy, <laughs> and I'd be good at being lazy as Sean was. By you know, I could have I could have booked a guest. I could have learned how to post a podcast. Yeah. But walking out of here at 11 a.m. every day would be great. <laughs> um, but I, I've just I've I'm here for drama. I'll create some drama, but the drama is not going to be me disappointed and not getting Sean's job because. Wow. I never wanted Sean's job. You've you didn't go for it. You're in, instead you are trying to hire the new Sean, and um, I'm yeah. just excited for whoever it is that we can mess with them and do some kind of legal acceptable hazing right. to get them into the group. And 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 um, yeah, for for me at least in my case, it was it wasn't. A, I, look, I'm I'm uh, I know Da would probably prefer that I stay doing the drops and whatnot. And I like doing the creative side of the show, um, and I'm looking more into management side of, oh, my, know. of my career so um i'm looking more toward the office than than sitting in the producer chair right uh so i knew right away i had to i, I made the call i i want to go help and help the process in this uh in this search back to the applicants mm-hmm. how many of them if you feel comfortable answering this one is and i'm over two so far but how many people thought they the job was exactly the job Sean had? Like, do you have to tell people it, it, that it is or isn't oh, that? Zero. Like, really, people didn't come in thinking they were doing, needed to do a Sean impersonation? No. no. Okay. Zero. I, as a matter of fact, I feel like I feel like a lot of people made it a point to say, to try to distance from, um, look, I am not Sean. Right. And, and I think that's, that's good. In a deferential way or in a critical way of a thing no, Sean didn't do? Way. Not oh, a critical damn it. Okay, not fine. a critical way. No, it just, just, Make it for me. I I said this in 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 interviews. For me, it's a house. We're we're a house. The house is already built. Okay. We're adding the extension onto it. What's in the extension? All right. So what are we gonna do that's new? uh, A part of this show and what's what? How's this show gonna grow? That's the thing I was looking for. It's a very managerial thing to say. Yeah, I I was looking for for. I'm not looking for somebody to like like we just said. I'm not looking for somebody that's gonna be Sean. 
in my case, I'm looking for somebody that's going to grow the show into a, their, the next phase of it. You know, what's the, what's the new thing going to be? Because new can be good, and it's, I think it's going to be good either way or, or with uh, whoever we hire. So, so, yeah. Last but not least here on Side A this week, um, let me ask you a direct Sean question. DA has brought this up on the air. You've addressed it in a shorter fashion on the air. But our, uh, our in-house text chain, which is still unfortunately littered with Sean's now look-at-me moments from his new job. Right. All, whatever he shares, write-ups, videos, pictures, almost immediately gets a shut-the-bleep-up response from you. Right. Any hesitation or any regrets of being so harsh, or is it going to continue to be your your oper- your mo here? No, <laughs> I, have, I have zero regrets. Okay, good. Uh, because because he does it to incite, and and <laughs> but are you right... playing into his hands by cursing at him? I am, but it makes me feel good. Okay, <laughs> so all right, so I, I I don't need to see all his all his hoopla and all his uh, all his antics. Uh, I'm glad for him. I'm very happy for him. That he's that he's onto his next phase of his career, but I don't need to regurgitate it into my face. So uh, I'm I'm on to the next show. The band aid is off. Mm. I'm on to the next phase of our show. And it's see, and I want to jinx it. I feel like he has slowed down a little bit. So I don't know if you've actually maybe have you won this? Did you teach him something? I, I had done anything. Maybe maybe it's other people that are telling him to. Yeah. <laughs> calm maybe down. the buzz has stopped. <laughs> maybe yeah. enough's enough. That's right. Maybe eight shows de- is plenty. Maybe he's dealing with other things. <laughs> <laughs> I hope right. not. I hope not. I wish him. The, I look in all seriousness. I wish him all the best on that. No, you don't. On that uh, that show that they have there in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, don't steal my don't steal my drops. Uh, oh, that's don't right. Take my content. Tisk tisk. I forgot about that. <laughs> your own content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but enjoy yourself. <laughs> don't steal my drops. We're talking to you, Connor Green. That's right. Don't forget where you came from, Connor. Uh huh. Okay. If Connor didn't have the DA show, he wouldn't be on the fan right now to steal your drops. That's right. Gotta watch right. your step, Connor. Yeah, watch out, Connor. I'm coming for you. You're next in Pete's crosshairs. You're next. Uh, next on the PGP side B, it's still me, unfortunately, and then. Our new baby, our new friend, not Carrie Bilotti, not A.J. Amendolara, but Ryan Botcher, who's only slightly older than those two infants. <laughs> uh, here he comes on Side B. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show. Uh, as you know by now, DA is spending this week in Jim Rome's chair, so it's me, Bogus, pretending to be DA this week, which means being on side A and side B, just talk to people, Pilati. Part of that conversation was about our side B uh, guest, so to speak, the newest member of the DA family. It's Ryan Botcher, not Betcher, it's Botcher, and here he is. Um, I don't know that you and I have actually had a non-work conversation, and here we are doing it into microphones and recording it for the whole world to hear. I'm barely here, so I'm not surprised. Usually they, they stick me on weekend overnights, so that's but where I... you're here this week because the kingmaker, that is Pete the Body Bilotti, decided that you had already this quickly earned the right and the honor to hang out with us for five consecutive days um, when somebody of Pete's stature lets you know of such a gift, what's the, what are the emotions going through at that time? Well, I've known Pete now for, it's almost a year. It's like two weeks I think I've known him for a year. And he doesn't speak much. So I guess <laughs> it's, it's, it's an honor. Yeah. And just to hear his voice. Just to hear his voice. Yeah. Because there's some times where he just comes in, he's just like, hey. And he's like, do this. And he walks out. Yeah. So it's an honor to him for me. And, you know, I, I didn't know he thought that of me. Well, he was very complimentary of you in, in Side A, uh, and he's been complimentary about you to me in conversation and to the rest of us. Uh, and for all the crap that we give Pete, he knows what he's talking about, and he takes all these things seriously. That's why we love him. So anytime he says something nice about somebody or bad, it, it carries a lot of weight. On Wednesday's show, he crushed Colin Coward, and Colin Coward should listen to that. And should take that to heart and adjust his business accordingly because if Pete says you're doing a bad job and you're embarrassing the industry, then you're doing a bad job and you're an embarrassment. So on the flip side, if he likes you like he likes you, you should be very proud of yourself. Yeah, I was talking to him about the, the Colin Coward thing too before that. I was like, should we play the audio? Because I, I had it. And he was like, he doesn't deserve like the attention. Yeah. He was like, it's not good. Don't <laughs> give it to him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then we moved. Oh, he's the best. So... I, f- I always forget that you know Pete from Pete's other job. Yeah, you guys you guys roasted him for taking the, the second job. Yeah. And I don't blame you guys. <laughs> I went to the school, uh, was part of the where he works yeah. for three years now, and it's it's not hot. Well, aside from that, I think our objection was Pete taking the job and then complaining about the job or how it affected this job or 
having to leave early to go to that job or I can't do this, that. Like, So I think that was that was the issue, it's, but it's, it's just all in good fun. It's ironic because you say he doesn't talk much, and the main job of what he's doing there is talking to old people. Mm-hmm. And he gets frustrated with students too. Yeah. So it's hilarious to watch sometimes when he yells at me. Yeah. When he's like, what is this kid doing? And you have to deal with it. Yes, uh, Pete uh, Pete is one conundrum after another. Yeah. Things that could be avoided that he walks into, but that's, again, that's why that's why we love him. So before you you fell under the tutelage of one Pete the Body Bilotti, um, how did you get involved in radio in the first place? So I went into LIU for broadcasting. Okay. And I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I liked TV aside more than radio. And then I had a professor who Pete had as a teacher too, so he's kind of up there in age. He yelled at me cursed at me to join the radio station. I joined okay. it. Two weeks later, COVID hits. Okay. And then it shut down for a year. I come back and they throw me into the fire of board hopping and setting up basically all of the football games, all the sports games. And I've been doing it basically ever since. What What's kind of your dream job, so to speak? What would you love to do five, ten years from now? I always tell people producing for like Mets games because we're in New York here. Uh, but I'm not solidified yet. I don't know. When you say producing, do you mean being, like being the, behind the scenes? Oh, but like, like, do you want to run the board in the booth, or do you want to be oh, the guy that's like I've lining always, up schedules and either or? I like doing the schedules okay. a little bit, even though it's frustrating that's why when people Pete likes you when people don't like text you back or call you back or email you back. It's very yeah. annoying. That or doing the sound. I like okay sound. Audio. Now I don't know what everybody's doing when they're ignoring your text, but I had a trick, and I don't know how successful it was, but. If I got a text when I was a part-timer and I was begging for shifts, but if I got offered a shift that I couldn't do or didn't want to do, maybe it was a bad time of day, maybe I had a conflict, I would wait to respond, hoping that by the time I responded, they had asked somebody else and that person had said yes, and then therefore I wasn't really saying no, I, but but then maybe it was held against me that I didn't respond fast enough, but that was always my play. Instead of going, oh, no, I can't do it, Waiting, 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 and go, oh, I just saw this. Sorry. Do you still need somebody? It's it's crazy because I had like a class where there was like the teacher, he was like a marketer. He's like, everybody sees every message within 15 minutes, unless you're like super famous and you have your DMs closed or. Right. So everyone sees everything in 15 minutes. It's whether they want to respond or not. So the people who I text and they don't answer me, and it's been three days now or two days now, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. And I am, I'm pretty bad at. I'll see a text, can't respond right away, or I get easily distracted and then forget, in, and then forget to go back to it. That's reasonable. So that's that's an honest mistake, but I make it way too way too much. Uh, and if it's true that everyone sees messages within 15 minutes and then they choose whether or not to respond, uh, I would prefer those of you who DM us or message us and then wonder why we don't respond or like it. DMs are different. We still, I, so I still miss things. I still miss things. Don't listen to Ryan. His science is off. DMs are different though, because it's like sometimes you have notifications off, and there's so many of them that you don't see them. But like text messages and calls, you definitely see. I wish there were too many of them. I wish that was my problem. I could say, oh, there's just so many, and my inbox is overwhelmed that I got lost in the shuffle. I wish that was my problem. But sometimes I'm just lazy. Sometimes I guess I'm mean. By you, you don't get bothered by the notification number, the like the so. I have slowly dropped um, or increased, I guess, my tolerance for that. Like, I can now go a couple of days without really cleaning out my email inbox. So I can get to, like, 
Now I'll look at them. I can f- so I'll see if anything's important. Get to those, but I'll don't. I won't erase the crap right away. So if it can go a couple of days, and all of a sudden I have like five hundred unread. Oh, I'm the same way. So and then I gotta go. But the people that have like tens of thousands, they suck. Well, okay. I'm, I think I'm sitting at. 3,000 right now in the Gmail. All right, so, I mean, you're close to it, but you're not there it's yet. Just, there's so many, like, you sign up for one website. I know. And you get spams, and you don't want to, you don't check it every day, and it just adds up, and you don't, like, you get hit one button and clear all the notifications anyway. True. And Gmail does kind of filter things better than others. Yeah. But, like, and I'm still, I'm old enough that I still have my AOL address that I just am afraid to change that somebody who I interacted with 17 years ago might need me one day, and they have that email address and not my new Gmail one. So AOL still can get overwhelming, but who was, somebody the other day was, like, boasting that they have, like, 35,000 unread, and that's just a crappy decision by me, by who, them. You gotta, you gotta clean that out at some point. Who boasts that? That's like hoarding, but for emails. It was somebody, like, on TV or radio, like, it was, a. Uh, I'm trying to think now who it was. Oh, I remember who it was. It was Kay Adams. On her show, they were asking people trivia questions about the show, and one of them was, like, how many unread emails does Kay have? And it was like 35,000. And Kay's important. Kay's popular. I get that. But that's just like, I, cu- I couldn't live like that. Mm. And like, that would drive me nuts. Whereas I wouldn't, I'd be embarrassed to tell people that it's that many as opposed to making it a trivia question on my TV show. It's, it's If you get attention, you get attention. So I guess. Maybe I'm just like jealous that I don't have 35,000 emails, period, let alone one. Just sign up for a couple, not. you know, <laughs> so a couple websites and you'll get them. What else do we need to know about Ryan Botcher? Um, where are you from? Middle Village, Queens. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm from Glendale, Queens. I grew up oh, like what's 10 up? minutes are from you. Are you by the, on the other side of the cemetery or? I prefer that I'm on the good side, the side that's closer to like Forest Hills and Rigo Park. Oh, but okay, most so you're by me. Well, yeah. Are you, are you by the underpass by, by uh, Cooper? Uh, kind of. So that's like the end of where my like neighborhood friends lived growing up. Mm. I live closer to, well, we're going real deep here, Woodhaven Boulevard and Metropolitan Avenue. Oh, okay. You're on that side. Yes. So we're not that far. No, not at all. Did you go to St. Margaret's? Or did no, you, no. I went to private Lutheran school, now closed. Okay. And where'd you go to high school? Malloy, Archbishop Malloy. All right. See, I would have went to Malloy. That was my, that was my other main choice. See, you know what? Where'd you go? Pete might have claimed you already, but maybe this Queens thing is going to override that. And I can give you a tip or two here and walk you through the the maze of CBS Sports Radio. Mm. But where did you go to high school? Then? I went to Regis in Manhattan. Oh, fancy. That was my, that was my, so Malloy would have been, if I didn't get lucky and get in there, Malloy is where I would have been. And we would have been even closer. So you would have, you would have come to me before Pete. You would have known me through the Malloy Alumni Network. Yeah. That, eh, that's not real. Eh. So you went there when it was already co-ed, right? Oh, 100%. If you're listening... It was co-ed in 03. I know, which I can't process. When If you're listening, and we are way off the beaten path right now, but Malloy is, from a sports perspective, the high school that produced Kenny Smith, Kenny Anderson, Jack Curran, is one of the most well-known, famous, successful high school basketball coaches in the history of the game. And for the longest time, there was an all-boys school. Now... A lot of private Catholic schools have gone co-ed to increase enrollment and whatnot. Uh, and it just it blows my mind that Malloy and other schools by us in New York City have everybody there. Uh, I'm a, So it was just, it's, and it's not new, but it's still always mm-hmm. new and shocking to me. It always surprises me that I had two NBA players in my, like around my class. and So you had what, Moses Brown? Moses Brown and Cole Anthony. 
Don't call, oh, don't, Cole, don't Anthony, call right. Anthony transfer three years after. That was a mess, but ignore that. All right, so that's that's Ryan Botcher. Uh, and if Pete Bellotti has anything to say about this, when Pete can actually move into full manager mode, I think he'd be very ecstatic to hand over the reins to Ryan. But that's that's down the road. For now, uh, Ryan, you've been amazing. So thank you for uh, for showing up and making Pete happy and shipping in. It's been a fun week, and we still have two more shows to do this week, and I'm sure um, we'll see a lot of you down the road because, as you know, we're almost never here together as a group, so there's going to be plenty of filling opportunities coming mm-hmm. up, I bet. Hopefully nothing crashes and burns. You never know. But if you if it does, you're prepared because Pete told you what to do, I think. Maybe. Most, mainly. Mostly. Hopefully. Uh, and if you're anything like Pete, you'll just run away from those problems. That's what he does. He just leaves. Smart play. Um, as always, you can find the PGP in all the usual places. And as always, we remind you to listen to the actual radio show, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app. You know all the spots. And if you're listening within this week, don't forget to check out DA on the Jim Rome Show at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS Sports Radio as well. Until uh, next week, for Botcher, for Bilotti, for Boyle, a Schwartz, maybe uh, a, 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 I was going to say a Brad Heller because that doesn't make sense anymore. Um, everybody that's hung out with us the last couple of weeks has been super fun. We thank all of them for their time. And as always, I thank you for listening. For now, the PGP disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.